Whoa, hey, kid, watch out, watch out. Whoa, kid, you nearly got hit by that taxi horse. Oh, boy. Hey, the name's O'Malley Tentahooks. You new to this city? Boy, you look it. Welcome to Krakenau, kid. Hey, you know, since we just mean and all, uh, nothing in this city happens without me knowing so, so I'm the halfling that you want to know, you know? What do you mean you're wondering how I know you're fresh to the city? Buddy, you look so green, you're causing the carts to go early at the intersection. Now, O'Malley's got to know, just as we walk and talk. Uh, wh wh what brings you to the big smoke? <laughs> a story. A story, really? Really? Oh, really, kid? <laughs> well... Ain't that a fresh one? Well, you're in luck, kid. I got me half a dozen stories today, even before breakfast. For example, uh, there's this one that goes like this. Hold on to your hat, because I tell it real good. So, Hello, and welcome back to Fate and Fables. My name is Matthew Jackson, your DM. Last chapter, the Gnomish diplomats Edvard and Jaren were summoned from the Isle of Joy to the royal palace of Drakesfell, where they met with Lord and Lady Dawnstar, the protectors of the province. They were introduced to the chosen champion of Drakesfell, the Sky Knight Apollo, a beautiful armor-clad half-elf of whom the people of Drakesfell sing songs of glory and heroism. During a light dinner of chromatic basmati, it was revealed to the heroes that a precious golden dragon's egg has been stolen from the vaults of the palace by Bullywug forces. Without delay, the trio took to the sky on Apollo's ferocious wyvern Gwil. With a gnome in each saddlebag, still far above the ground, Apollo and Gwil guide them towards the outskirts of the Myestead, the swampy homeland of the frog folk, the Bullywug people. We join them now for chapter two, of the Dawn Star Thief. It's good to have company. Of equals. I hope we're not too heavy! Uh, no, you're not. You're tiny, tiny men. Um, what? Nothing. Uh, you pull in as, after a couple of hours, you start to descend, um, and Gwil goes into sort of a spiral, slow, a slow spiral as she comes Why down. are we spiraling down? It, it makes for a safer landing. Uh, oh, good. <laughs> yes. What? Makes for a safer landing. What? Safer God. landing. Cool! Apollo, you have to yell! It makes for a safer landing. Oh, cool. Okay, now... Uh, Gwil's getting upset because because <laughs> we're literally screaming in her ear. <laughs> um, yeah, you can see her tail like lashing behind you, <laughs> oh, much God. in the same way that a cat does when it's pissed oh. off. Um, but I get these things off her. <laughs> <laughs> the wriggling saddlebags <laughs> must feel so weird. I imagined us like a pug in a sock, <laughs> like a pug in a sock. You know. You know, that, that old expression. <laughs> that old that famous idiom. <laughs> like a pug in a sock. Um, so you eventually descend through the, through the clouds um, and you see that around you, uh, underneath you, where you left the uh, oak forests of that surround Drakesfell, you are now over the top of the swampy marshland, much like bushland, um, of the Myestead. Um, you can see that there is a river that runs along um, 
the landscape that seems to separate the marsh that seems to separate the marsh uh, from uh, the Drakesfell province you uh, know that this is the separating border um, and Gwil lands on the side of the Myestead um, with a heavy thump um, and she immediately starts like circling around and then lies down much like a dog might and um, uh, splays out her legs and wings um, sort of to relax from the uh, journey carrying all of you um, you hear the like croaking of frogs in the distance you hear the crickets playing their song into the night you hear the rustling of leaves and the babbling of the river next to you um it seems there is the the ground is sort of wet and marshy there are many um dips and small ponds and bogs around you can navigate a, a dry path between them but they are many and uh close together so where we've landed is like a bit of a clearing? A little bit of a clearing, yeah. yes, right next to it, like the riverbank, okay. where it's a little bit drier. There's a tree that leans over the river, sort of like a, we- uh, a willow tree, that its long uh, tendrils dip into the water and move with it. Hmm. Should we well, set up camp? Yes, it I looks agree. like a great place to camp. It is very dark since there is such dense cloud cover. Okay. Um, this does not, I believe, but all of you can see in black and white with your dark vision. Correct. Because you're yes. half elven and you're a gnomish. Um, I believe we probably will have to also put on a watch. I can be first watch. First watch. Okie dokie. Done. Second Sleep watch. Well. Third watch. Done. Done. <laughs> fourth watch. Quill. Quill. Uh, Quill is up for a watch. Can we break it up? She no nods. Perfect. Um, last watch. Uh, Whatever I had in mind, Apollo, you can decide. Gwil sort of like dips her head and then she slumps onto the ground and you hear heavy breathing as she tries to fall asleep. No, she's having a dream. Look at her. (laughs) One of her legs kicks. (laughs) What does she dream about? Uh, if uh, it's hard to know for sure, but it's probably open skies. Yeah, open skies. Eating a sheep. She starts gnashing. Oh, wow. <laughs> she's eating a sheep, isn't yes, she? She's eating a sheep. Look at her, so happy, beautiful animal. How adorable! Uh, spittle flying yes, out. Yes, spittle flying out. Deep gouges being carved in the earth as her claws. She Darling so creature. She doesn't give away our position. <laughs> yeah, she's fine. She's Little fine. bit of fire, like. Oh my god! In the night, like a flare. <laughs> That's a forest fire. Yeah. <laughs> she goes into a frenzy. <laughs> anyway, uh, so you'll take first watch, I'll Jan. take first watch. Great. Well, I guess uh, I'll just lie on this ground. <laughs> <laughs> I set up like a cat, like a, a pile of ele- elaborate cushions. Like um, You bond your own cushion. Bag of holding. Yeah. <laughs> he, he reaches into a small... Uh, Edvard reaches into a small bag by his side and pulls out a procession of uh, cushions... Of which he lays on the ground. No bed, no like knapsack, <laughs> just cushions. Cushions and blankets. To hold and have on me. Yes. Um, uh, Apollo, you would only need to meditate for about four hours to achieve full. You can sleep if you'd like to, but um, meditation is all that you require. Same as the. No, no, the gnomes need to sleep, I believe. Yeah. Um, but yes. Uh, First watch begins. Yeah. Okay, so it's a very dark night. You didn't set up any fire or anything, right? Zero fire. Well, we, we, we didn't, no. <laughs> no. Um, 
I believe that uh, Apollo would probably... All of you would sit fairly close. Or would you, I don't know. Would you sit close to Gwil or would you just, like, sit? I would not. <laughs> I think that Edvard... With all the gnashing and kicking and, and a spontaneous firebrand? Fire for, for the sake of knowing where everybody is, uh, I'm going to say that uh, Apollo, you probably stayed near Gwil. Yeah. Maybe, maybe you meditated on top of her. Yes, I, I rest my head on her stomach. Um, uh, yeah, there's, there's, she kicks around, but none of them reach the stomach. You just stay still uh, with your eyes closed. Um, there, Edvard, I imagine you, you put all of your cushions up next to uh, the tree that is waiting by uh, the river, and you, you rest your head listening to the babbling of, of the river. I make a kind of uh, bedazzled throne of my cushions. <laughs> a lot of sequins. A lot of sequins, a lot of um, embellishment. Like vibrant what? patterns, vibrant, the most vibrant. You picked a Floral. lot of these up in in the on the Isle of Joy from from the room that you were given by the Queen of Sass. These uh, are the new most um, recent patterns out of Joy. Yes, uh, and so I'm really repping them out on this adventure. They sort of hurt to look at if you're not. <laughs> <in there. laughs> they're like magically infused. So yeah, they're, they're like when you look at them, it's like you're on a acid trip. Like they actually yeah. move and shit. Like <laughs> it's actually like if if you're not a gnome and you look at them, it's sort of like you're looking at one of those it's like a trance. Those magic images where like if you unfocus your eyes something will pop out of them yeah, yeah. but you just can't get it um you know one of those it's good it's dark um <laughs> it uh so jaren where you just sort of like i'm kind of um just pacing around the perimeter of like where yes we are for a couple of hours yeah well the first hour passes and you hear nothing more than the small noises made by insects and occasionally the flapping of birds. Um, at one point you do hear a raven just <laughs> and just um, leave a tree nearby. Yeah. When we landed you said that we were hearing frog croaking as well. Yeah, you still, still, you still, yeah that is yeah. perpetual. Do I know that if they're like frogs or if they're bullywogs making the croaking sounds? You do wonder to yourself naturally. Okay. Um, make a perception roll. That's 26. 26. They seem to be in such great number and so common, it, it seems illogical for them not to be just frogs. Okay. Like, they, they, they're just frogs, you reckon. Yeah. But, of course, that thought still sticks in the back of your head with each, like... Could be a bullywog. Um, you audibly say that? <laughs> you walk around by yourself? <laughs> just quietly. Could be a bully Could be a bully <laughs> uh, Another hour passes. You walk around. Your dark vision stretching out into the night through the Meyerstead. You're watching carefully. Um, you do see that same raven again is perched on a tree very nearby. But what you do manage to spot is that a small note is furled around one of its legs. Mm. Ooh. You pause. I look at the raven. I hold out my hand. I, I hold my hand up and beckon as if like to create a perch on my fingers. It tilts its head. Um, please roll animal handling. Thirteen. Thirteen? Yeah. It stays where it is. I um grab some of my um grab some of my rations for the next day and just like Hold it behind my 
behind my perched. What are your rations out of interest? Uh, jerky. Jerky. Yeah. Um, you, you, you snap a little bit of jerky off and you hold it right next to your hand. Roll animal handling one more time. What, what is that? What's that number? <laughs> That's a nat one. Oh, another one. Um, the raven just... Oh, Shit. And it starts flying towards your hand. Um, and it snaps the jerky up and okay. races off into the night. <gasps> Damn it. That's, that's not good. I screwed that up. Um, you can't help but saying to yourself in the middle of the night, but your hours, your, your second hour passes. I, um, I go over and wake up Edvard quietly. and I Anything lay- happened, mate? Um, um, no, nothing. <laughs> Great. Off you, pop. I fall asleep in Edvard's cushion yeah. throne fort thingy. Nice. Boudoir. Edvard, what do you do for your watch? Um, I uh, meditate in alertness. Like I, 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 like, I don't really fall into a meditation. I sort of just You pace. sit and, and you be and you, you sort of just like yeah. think. Listen, mostly. Listen. Listen. Yeah. All right. Um, again, nothing seemingly comes your way. At, at one point, um, you hear some splashing and you see that some fireflies have accumulated over the river and there are fish that are jumping out to snatch at them. But nothing. Uh, no, I'll leave them. I was going to go fishing, but... <laughs> <laughs> the thought crosses your mind, yeah. but... To have to construct a fishing pole here yeah. or wade into the river and cut them up and snatch them. Yeah, can't just slash at the slash at the sea. That's how you get swept away <laughs> in the middle of the night while yeah. everyone's sleeping. Why? Oh, I just went. I want some fish. I want fishies. Um, don't you want fishes? I want fishies for breakfast. Your second hour passes cool. with nothing. Cool. I go and wake up Apollo. Yes, Apollo, you're woken or brought to consciousness again by. Uh, Edvard. I whistle in her ear. Oh, I was just dreaming about you. <laughs> <What are the laughs> oh, stop. <laughs> it seems like she was. She knew that you were going to come over to talk to her as her <laughs> eyes were like fluttering just before you, t- you whistled. <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll take the watch then. Thank you. All yours. Um, you take the watch. Uh, you stand with your sword and your longbow still s- strung over your back. Um, and it seems in the dead of night. Nothing. Nothing occurs. There seems to be a quiet part of the Meyerstead. Good. That's <laughs> <laughs> no, right. Um, is there is there anything that uh, Apollo would do, or would you just literally like stand and wait and just and watch? I would think you... I'm stoically standing and waiting, uh, <laughs> looking badass in like a hero pose, just, mm. just in case yes. there's a fan around. <laughs> Hands on them. hips, <laughs> keep up those appearances. Yes, but of course, uh, with a watchful eye. Yes. Um, maybe I, I will wake up Quill, um, and then we will complete Quill's watch together. Yes. So you wake Quill. Yes, because Quill um, cannot communicate if there is a problem. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Quill wakes up. Yes. And uh, stretches her wings and her legs, and sits with you. Um, please make a perception check. Uh, Twenty-two. Twenty-two. Uh, you and Gwil both see it at the same time. You see, um, and you hear it. You hear like the light splashing of the river, and you see some lanterns 
floating down the distance. Um, this seems to be coming at like a reasonably fast pace, like with the river. You almost, you think that perhaps they're like boats or something. Mm. Um, and as they get closer, um, they sort of slow down a bit, um, and you can see there is a bullywug riding atop a large uh, lizard. Uh, you can still only see in black and white. And it is currently... There are several bullywugs. A lot of them are on... There's, there's like, a, a few barges. There's several more that are on their own lizards. And the lizards are towing the barges, or at the moment, because they have stopped, are backpedaling in the river so that they can observe you better. Um, I, I wave them down. Um, you go to the riverbank and you, you wave them down. And understandably, they are... The, the bullywug at the front is quite... Um, you can see he's, he's sort of like peering at you um, with his eyes narrowed. They're maybe about like 20... You're 20 feet away from each other, so you're fairly close. Mm. Um, is, is it kind of becoming dawn? Yeah, dawn is slowly coming up. They've got they've got these sort of oil lanterns on mm. sticks held out in front that seem to be attached to sort of um, these harnesses that are on these giant lizards. Mm. Um, and you hear just a... Come out from the front bullywug. Good morning, friends. Uh, we've, we've come on a diplomatic mission. Please anchor your boats and talk like men and women. <laughs> Hail there. Who goes there before we anchor our boats? I, of course, am Lady Apollo, defender of Drakesfell, herald of Bahamut, champion of the peace. And who are you? I am Bedran Horace Croker of the Mayath Dead. Ugh. <laughs> Sorry. Lord of my house and representative of King Gab. Well, that's who we're, we're here to speak. I do a whistle. Add that in. Yep. The old whistle. <laughs> did you just do a. Add that in and post. Yeah, I did. I'm just not going to no. add it now. <laughs> of course I'll add or it. Or a really elaborate one, maybe a train whistle. Yeah, of, course, of course I'll add it. Thank you. No, I, I just can't do it. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, to wake up Edvard and Jared. Yeah, we've we got it? a guest. Yeah, of course. Yeah, cool. We stir, we're, we're, ah. we're spooning each other. <laughs> yeah, yeah. On the pillows? Yeah. Um, as, uh, as you whistle. Uh, you see the bullywug that you were talking to, uh, Horace Croker. Um, he sort of snaps his fingers behind him and he whispers something, or not whispers something, he says something, but not in common. He, he uses a series of croaks and clicks. Um, splutters. And a couple, yeah, splutters and a couple of... Um, oh. To communicate Raspberries? to the bullywugs <laughs> behind him. Um, and they proceed to moor their barges and have these lizards rise up from out of the river with lots of sploshes and splashes, um, and they sort of curl up. Um, and he he also comes onto the bank um, and dismounts his lizard. Uh, he seems to be wearing uh, quite fine robes um, held together with a belt. Uh, he has um, a... He seems to be quite a thin bullywog, um, fairly tall, slightly taller than the two gnomes are, um, so still a lot shorter than Apollo. Um, and uh, there seems to be... How many feet tall? Uh, maybe like four like feet. Four? Yeah. Um, there is uh, a procession. You can you, you lean round and you, you spot maybe like 20 to 30 bullywogs. Do we recognise any of them? Um, you guys rush out 
uh, are you as you woken up and, you, and frantically you walk over, repack my bag with pillows? Yeah, you don't <laughs> making sure to get the best ones first. Yeah, you don't spot uh, any that you recognise. Because um, I'm I'm like ready. My hand is on my loot axe, ready to like hmm. pull it out. Diplomatic, Jaron. Diplomatic. Fine. As I slowly <laughs> release my oh, axe. Wow. Um, <laughs> wink. It seems this this bullywhip comes up to Apollo. So you say you're on a diplomatic mission. From whom, I may ask? Uh, Lord and Lady Dawnstar. I believe oh. you have something that may belong to them. I, I don't have anything that belongs to anyone but House Croker. Well, not you specifically, but the Bollywog people. <laughs> oh, so you were referring to all of us as one people. I didn't... Don't make this that. <laughs> you know what I meant. <laughs> I'm merely repeating to you what you said to me. We'd like to speak uh, to your leader. To King Gub. King Gub, yes. Well, you're in luck. I am on my way to see King Gub. It seems that it is... You have caught us at a good time, then. As... Where are you coming from, if you don't mind me asking? I am coming from House Croker's great ancestral hall in the east of the Maestead. And I'm going to the Toad's Moot at Hoppen Hall, for we are deciding upon the future of the Bullywug people and who shall reign as king. Surely uh, King, Gub, king Gub's heir would uh, reign you king. King Gub has not had an heir. Mm, surprising. Yes. Has he had a water? I don't understand. Elements like air, water, fire. Fire would be one. I, but he said air. Yes. Ah, I see. It was Nomashuma. I've heard about. It was a really this. good one, wasn't it? It was. That was. Y- that you're was not the best the gnomes can do. That's like. That's like the Nomish Louis C.K. Who is Louis C.K.? Louis C.K. My uncle, Louis. Louis C.K. Sorry, Apollo. You were going to say something. You seem to be the leader of this group. I'd prefer to talk to you rather than talk to you. No, no, no. These are my equals and my friends. Who are they? Edvard and Jaron. I am Edvard Pipewell Pipewell Glint. I started there because I just woke up. Yes. I am Jaron Jeeves Brambledank. He sort of blinks very slowly, one eye at a time. It's audibly. (laughs) You hear like the. Um, well, you seem to have problem with King Gub. You have no problem. No problems here. No problem at all. We have some questions that we'd like to ask. Diplomatic. And your diplomacy, sorry, common is not my first language. You can tell. (laughs) Just due due to your disgusting pronunciation. I yelled when she said that. You what? (laughs) I yelled. (laughs) Yeah! (laughs) (laughs) I'm worried about this chat. Sorry, I'm sorry. Yes. He sort of brushes himself down. Remember that you speak to a Bedoran of the Maestad. I apologise. Uh, do you mind if we go speak to the to the King Gub? Can we join your barge? Can we follow along? Yes, I shall take you, but... Of course, as you are Edvard and Jarin, the gnomes from the Isle of Joy... Director Mundo. I Have you heard of us? I heard something about you attending the Jin's palace. We saved King Gub. And saving King Gub. And the other guests. Hmm. Why did you save King Gub out of interest? Are you not a fan of King Gub? I am merely posing the question. Since we I can't imagine... We saved everybody that was there equally. Be hmm. there a revolution? 
in the Maya stead. Is change on the wind? Not we were the enemies dynamite. of the captors, not of the captives. Can we hear the people sing? He sort of smirks slightly. Um, he goes, King Gub has been very popular for some time, but it seems that his favour with the Bullywag people is starting to turn. Has your favour turned from King Gub? I, myself, and the other two of the great houses. You see, and he sort of <laughs> waves his both arms. There are four great houses of the Maestad. Can we just have the names of those houses? The first house is House Gub. A long house of many centuries of bullywugs. What's the next house? Oh, uh, uh, the next house is my own house. The esteemed house of House Croker. A very noble house that has... Cool. What's well the next house? Ha- one question about House Croker. Yes. Have any members of House Croker ever reigned as king or queen? I many centuries ago, we were blessed to sit atop the slimy throne. Yes. How does the throne change feet? You see, many years ago, all Bullywug clans, the four great houses, would war. But now, since we have joined together, we Can have we found... walk and talk? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed, indeed, we should get along. Um, uh, I we yep. sort of Gwil, and uh, Gwil flies up. up into the air, and uh, and she'll be circling us from above. Uh, she flaps off. Uh, a few of the bullywogs that are within uh, Croker's procession uh, sort of flinch and <gasps> uh, and like cower a bit as uh, uh, Gwil takes to the air. Um, Continue with your story, please. Croker. Why don't we? Uh, Board the barge that shall go behind my steed. Um, Perfect. And you do so, and you, you head onto this wooden barge that is dragged by this giant lizard. And as the dawn comes up, you see that uh, uh, Bedaran Croker is a d- deep purple, uh, as are many of the bullywugs within his procession. Um, and his eyes are um, a huge yellow. They are. These frogmen have... um, They all seem to be fairly thinner and taller than the average frogman. They uh, have large yellow eyes um, that take up most of their heads. Um, As you enter the barge and you start to creak onwards down the river, um, he continues to talk. Yes, so as I was saying, many years ago we all fought, but now we decide upon a ruler amongst us. And that ruler... Uh, keeps us in an era of peace. And usually it is decided upon through feats of strength, sometimes... How many pretties someone has? Yes, sometimes through uh, the accumulation of pretties. We all give a knowing glance to one another. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And this year, it seems sometimes through alliances. When one house grows too strong, several may band together to assure that a more rightful ruler sits on the throne. So the other two houses, along with Gub and Croker, is House Gilm and House... Oh, sorry. It's hard to pronounce in common. Uh, It's... What? Sorry, could you spell it? Yes. uh, In the common... Verbiage, I believe it would be F, B, L, E, L, E, 
L I L I Oh no, you have to press your tongue up to your mucus sac at the top of your mouth, otherwise you don't get the proper accent. I think that's incorrect anatomy for us. Um, <laughs> can I just try again? Uh, <laughs> so the, the, the plosive b yes. lands <laughs> after an extended consonant f. So <laughs> you don't just wash over the f b. Oh no. It's a thing. Oh yes. Okay. <laughs> oh, you're getting it. <laughs> yes, you won't, em- you won't embarrass yourself at the, uh, at the frog's mood. Uh, what, what is that again? The, the toad's moot. Sorry. The toad's moot. Yes, at Hoppen Hall. At yeah. Hoppen Hall. The ancestral ruling seat of the Maestad. The barge sort of creaks slightly as you go down <laughs> the river. Could you uh, relate to me the history of this Hoppen Hall? Hoppen Hall, of course. It is a grand structure uh, that has sat at the heart of the Maestad ever since the pact that bound the four great houses. Um, it is built out of stone and and wood, and its halls are pitted with ponds in which to sit and f- tables in which to feast. Uh, how often do the four houses meet in the uh, centre of the Maestad for uh, r- relations? The- Once every four years. Ah, so you don't often interact. No, usually we stay to our own quarters of the Maestad. And that's usually okay? To rule as we please, yes. However... Were you saying that there were some alliances happening? Yes. House Gilm has been under House Croker's protection for many years, since House Gilm has been uh, hardly anything at all, as their family was decimated in a great tragedy that happened decades past. Do you know of a Glorabagilm? Glorabagilm of the Maestad? Yes. His eyes grow wide. Yes, of course. What do you know of Claude Gilm? We've met him. Many times. He's stolen from us. Many times. Stolen? Well, he is quite the vagabond and rogue. Can I ask, are his actions and behaviours common among uh, bullywog folk? His eyes narrow. Amongst his own kind? Perhaps a little. Gilms are not known to be the most trustworthy, but... They have good intentions, and I myself believe that Glorip Gilm is one of the best of us. Best enough to be a king? Perhaps. Perhaps. He blinks slowly again. Mm. There is a flutter, and then you hear just a... And a raven lands on the edge of a barge, where there seems to be, like, a little cage that is swinging from a hook. Um... A bullywug goes up um, to take the raven and uh, unfurls the note from it, puts it into the cage and hands the note to to Croker, to Bedaran Croker. He unfurls it. Maybe you know what it says. Hmm? Sorry, I'm just reading this. Ah, of course. Well, that's good news indeed. Does it pertain to us? I have just received word from House... <laughs> they seem they ally with us and House Gilm. We shall have a new king, this toad's moot. Well, uh... Read it for yourself. Do you suppose okay. that King Gub will go willingly? I suspect not. But this is why I have brought 
some of my finest warriors. I can't read this. Uh, Jaren opens the note and sees uh, it written in uh, Bullwai, the written language of the Bullywogs. I think you understand this. I have no idea what that says. A symbol, symbols and glyphs scrawled messily onto a thin strip of parchment. Oh, well, it, it says just as I have told you. Cool, man. <laughs> she hands it back. back. <laughs> uh, we shall arrive not too, in not too much time. Uh, can I ask, veteran, uh, when we arrive, uh, are there various um, traditions or events that we'll have to attend before having a meeting with King Gub? Well, we shall have a great dinner wherein we shall all eat and be dampened and then we shall wait put sorry. forth our <laughs> ideas as who should is be is every guest dampened can we opt out of the dampening i don't want to be dampened this is a bullywog uh tradition and whilst we don't turn away guests especially those that help save a king uh we cannot sway the traditions for you i imagine That's all right good. <laughs> um how, how exactly are guests dampened? Uh, well, you see, there is a large well that oh, sits good, a well. deep underneath Hoppen Hall, in which many hoplings will take down uh, large buckets of water with some of the most nutritional slime um, in it. It is why Hoppen Hall was built where it was. Um, and they shall slosh it over the guests so they do not dry out and become dehydrated. Uh, what if we, uh, we are not naturally inclined to do so? Uh, uh, our skin is naturally moist. Our uh, biology differs yes. somewhat. Your skin is naturally moist. Well, just moist enough that it I It keeps the moisture. Yes. What? It keeps the moisture. We don't constantly ooze moisture. Yes. Then why were you camping by the river? Uh, well, we weren't in the river, were we? No, but you were nearby, so as to dip yes, yourselves every couple of hours, river. I assume. No, no we don't. We, we're just there to to sleep. And Bet, better run. Can we ask for a, a a symbolic dampening, perhaps? Maybe just a a a, a, a spray of water. Or I a, shall see what I can do. But it's just a sloshing. Sounds like we're going to get really wet. This is a very busy and. Uh, a uh, stressful time for me. I have been planning for this day for many days, oh, we'll and ask, we'll I have just bumped into you. No, that's fine. That's and you're fine. already becoming. Better, can you calm down, please? <laughs> <laughs> well, do not step to me, gnome. <laughs> I'm not stepping to no one, fool. Right? Just okay, say. Everybody, relax a little bit. It's getting well, a little heated here. I don't want to be sloshed. No, I don't want to be sloshed either. No one wants to be sloshed aside from... I would like to be sloshed. We're going to be a little bit... Get very drunk. Yeah, that's the kind of sloshing. Oh, that's sloshing. Oh, good. There will be much to drink. Alcoholic beverages. Of a way. Of a way? Yes. Of a way. It's not like slime or something. I don't have time to talk to you of every bullywug tradition. Mm. We are curious of learning these customs. We're visitors here. I must reply to this raven. Are there tour guides? Tour... Uh, sh- stop it. We must not forget our diplomatic mission. There is a child at risk. A child? No. No, do not worry. We, we will speak to this... You're in search finger. of a child. Ixnay on the Isle Che. <laughs> what are you speaking? Um, my language my mama taught me. Nomish. Yes. That. Mm. 
Uh, Why not? Please take us to King, King Gub and uh, cannot wait to attend your fancy, fancy dinner. We're pretty much done with you, I think. <laughs> his eyes, his eyes narrow. He goes to a, there seems to be like a small construct at the edge of this barge where you can go inside and, and down into, into it. Um, and he does so, um, he's leaving you up on the deck. Um, eventually he emerges back out. Uh, that went well. With a small piece of parchment, um, which he attaches to the raven and sends off. Um, yes? I was just wondering what he wrote there. I simply wrote back to us <laughs> that we appreciate their support and look forward to seeing them at the Toad's Mood. I think it's nice that the allegiances have been done so uh, politely. So inclusively. Yes, yeah, so inclusively. It's really... So openly. I mean, if you're going to overthrow a king, you're doing it very efficiently and very, uh, it seems, without blood or violence. And Thank you. Yes, although I'm a great warrior, I, I prefer to steer away from that, you know. Hmm. Or are you perhaps expecting blood and violence? I'm not sure what King Gub plans, though I would assume it's not good. My dear friend, you do realise we can assist you if you are expecting some sort of confrontation. You have the upper hand here by having met us first. Before you will King assist Gub. us? Sorry? Well, you will help us. How, if, they, if they plan on overthrowing you... violently or overthrowing based on uh, merit of pretties, like what, what pretties would you be presenting? Myself? Uh, you yourself? consider yourself very pretty. I am quite pretty. A bit of self-love. It's always good to, you know, pat yourself on the back. A bit vain. Very important you know. self-esteem. Yeah, self-esteem. It's fine. Also? We all have affirmations in the, mo- in the morning. I have my affirmations. Sure you have yours? Health Groker has many delicious incenses to which we burn, which we hold high in regard of pretties. So, so the area isn't damp enough to not burn things? Oh, you can burn them, but they tend to smolder in smoke. <laughs> Good to know. Uh, he and what of the final house? House, house guild <laughs> or house full? Both. Both? Well, would you, what will they be bringing to the table? Pretty wise. Mm. Please roll a persuasion check. All of us? Um, you may, if you chip into the conversation. Okay. Is that which one is that? Persuasion. It yep. is charisma based. Thirteen. Unnatural twenty. Edvard. Um, seventeen. Seventeen. Uh, how did Jaron? What do you say after Apollo says that? Because he um, seems to he seems to narrow his eyes, um, I and withhold some information. I say, um, if if we are going to be of assistance to you, we would like to know. If we are assisting the right cause. Yes, tell us the uh, amount of the story that you would be comfortable with us telling. Of course. Now, I believe that House Gilm... Now hold on to your socks. House Gilm was betrayed many years ago by House Gub. Not in a tragic tree-falling accident as many would assume that destroyed most of house Gilm. <laughs> this seems like a very sensitive issue please don't laugh um, it is the bullywug it is the bullywug way we laugh when we show sadness that is quite bizarre and opposite but uh... does the opposite apply though when you're very sad do you laugh openly no we are also sad wait wait no I said that wrong when you're very happy 
Do you cry with Oh, with a little, vigor? yes, we grow moist oh, around the eyes. Don't say that. Moist um, but yes, tragically, House Gilm was decimated, and I believe that I have uncovered evidence to show that it was House Gub. Ah, that literally destroyed most of House Gilm? Yes. Betrayed and killed for power. And it worked? And yes, it worked. And I believe now that House Gub will stop at nothing to achieve more power, making dark deeds with all sorts of dark forces. Forces such as horrible wizards from lands distant to gain powers untold. These are some very, very dramatic revelations we're hearing. Yes. You're suggesting Gub is in cahoots with dark wizarding forces. Yes. We best go in uh, cautiously then. Yes. Now. Diplomatically. Yes, of course. Use our words first. If you don't mind, I need to dip below deck to moisten myself. Mm. Okay. Yes. EMI. To bath, to bathe. Uh, you're excused. Thank you. Thank you. And he bows his head and he goes below deck. Um, Bowing to us now. Just it's just a it's just a courteous nod. Bowing to us now. <laughs> it's a simple like it's just Bowing a, it's just to a little, us now. It's just a little nod. I always find it we quite pleasant great. when you go to new places and all of a sudden uh, they feel your presence and they too become fans. It's quite incredible. They, they know how much power you hold. Mm. Yes. We need to discuss what's going to happen next because this is a bit of a. Uh, 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 what they call it, a love square going on here in the Meyerstead. A love and it's square? it's a bit chaotic. <laughs> I'd say we're, we're walking really into a battlefield, which I didn't anticipate, but I quite enjoy. So, <laughs> Not quite the diplomatic mission we were expecting. No, I mean, it's, it's a battle of wit and word and charisma. It may yet be diplomatic. It yes. may yet be. Yes, uh, we, we, we have yet to, to actually pick a side. We, we that's can, true. We can hopefully avoid all of this turmoil, get the child egg back, and and then get back to Lady Dawnstar. Now, that's a very good point. We need to keep our priorities straight. Yes. Child egg. Child egg. One. Yes. Two. Happy, healthy bullywugs. I mean, oh, do we, do well, we even I know? I don't really... Well, I don't really like many bullywugs. From my experience with Glorp... Gilm, so we uh, sort of forget about their own uh, feuds and just focus on the egg? Well, it's that whole thing, it's though. Kind of Are we it. going to interfere in uh, international politics? Kind uh, of the same self-contained feud, so long as they don't really... Seems like it's a natural order thing. I feel like we might not it be able to actually get our egg back unless we help them along. We'll play that by ear. Yes. I guess we find out who has the egg and then we go there yes. on their side. Number one, yes. do they actually have the egg and who has it and where is it? Well, if they Number have the egg, we'd be opposed to them because they stole it. From or the we can, exactly, exactly, yes. Or we can sneak in, into their ranks and then... Uh, well, it might just be the gubs. Could be. If the gubs just stole it, then... Yeah. Simpler sounds. Gilm and Croker are not really our jam. All right, so, number one... ASAP, find Gub, chat to him about the egg. Yes. Suss that out. Yes. Are we going in asking about the egg, or are we going in sly? Or do we just we, ask we a nice direct question? We'll say that we're a on a point. diplomatic uh, excursion uh, from the Dawn Stars, mm-hmm. and then we say why. Oh, uh, yeah, yes, I guess honesty is the best puzzle. Uh, p- p- you know. Puzzle bit. Yeah, you puzzle bit. <laughs> honesty is the best puzzle bit. Yes. I've always said that. <laughs> I think we all have. The old... 
numbish saying. Yes. As I, you... try, I try to assimilate. <laughs> Very kind of you to make us things. feel comfortable. You're so welcome. Uh, we'll just be honest. We've, we, we must remember, we've done nothing wrong. Aside from protecting a child egg. Oh, yes. We're nothing wrong. Where are the heroes here? Who's going to talk to Gub? Well, I believe you, you two have met him before. I'll, uh, Briefly. I'll... Briefly. We'll, we'll introduce ourselves, uh, yes. be joyful, yes. and uh, remind him of how we saved his life. Yes. yes. I'm sure um, he's heard of me, so that'll help. And you can oh, for sure, for sure, the for message sure. from the Dawn Stars. Yes, well, yes, I am their champion. Good. As, Done. You, as you drift down the river, uh, you hear, like, the gentle uh, babble of its flow. Um, the sun rises very beautifully. You hear... Um, more chirping of insects and the air starts to grow thicker um, as the river winds into the Meyerstead um, deeper and deeper um, the air around you sort of grows a bit the, every, everything around you grows a bit darker um, becomes more humid definitely becomes more humid you hear more frogs croaking um, you hear you see out of the corner of your eye in the underbrush like the slithering of small uh, critters uh, go back and forth um, and then you all hear just a like a heavy footsteps falling like they even you even see like the the river splash and wobble a little bit and then everybody roll initiative Seventeen. Eighteen. I got a nat one. You got a nat one? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Okay, so you you floating down the river, uh, the barge bouncing across rocks every now and again, mm-hmm. um, and you just hear, like, the whipping, almost like something's rushing through the trees, breaking it, and you see a humongous stone fly out of the underbrush <laughs> um, towards... Uh, all three of you, um, and it lands just in between uh, Edvard and Jaren's feet, smashing a hole through the bottom, um, and again down through the, the the level even under that of the barge, um, as you hear like water splash underneath, and you see two gigantic ogres sprinting yeah. through the underbrush. Um, you can see that they have their eyes white and that was chapter two of the dawn star thief thank you as always for listening the voice actors are raymond martini as edvard luke mason as jaron and millie holton as apollo all three of them are active performers and you can look them up on the website to check out what they're up to as always if you enjoyed the show and i know you hear this every week and probably hear it a lot but if you're listening to podcasts but if you could give us a review on iTunes if you enjoyed the show or tell your friends at a D&T table um, or send us a message to tell us what you think, um, any ideas, praise, criticism, it's all welcome. All of that would be really appreciated. Uh, it just helps out the show. And yeah. Thanks to Alistair, uh, who's written in a few times. Um, cheers for the email. He was wondering about a Fate and Fables mug. Uh, well, I've put one up on the red bubble with all the other, with all the Fate and Fables green on it and the little logo. Um, yeah, we have a bit of merch on there uh, through Redbubble. 
Um, it was originally set up because I really wanted a hoodie and some stickers for my computer, and also so that we could get some t-shirts for the art contest. Um, but uh, there's a bunch of other stuff on there now, uh, if you fancy any of it. Um, but yeah, now there's a mug. So there you go, Alistair. All right, uh, that's enough babble. Uh, and that is all I have for this week. Uh, my name is Matthew Jackson, and this was Fate and Fables. <laughs>